Bloomington Schnooks had bought a couple of the old Kroger's in the area or like not really even Chicagoland. It was DeKalb and Rockford. Um, and they used to have Fitzes, but I like they were all going on clearance. So like I bought a bunch at the time. I usually go at like night, like one in the morning. And actually now nothing is open anymore until, you know, the regular times. Like not open 24 hours anymore. Oh. There are eight in the same area. There are three in the Columbia area. And there are a total of four... 7, 13, 21, 29 in the other location of the world. Yeah. And they all most, most reside of in Wisconsin or Illinois. <laughs> yeah, most of the yeah, like most of those are middle Illinois. Um people in Iowa, maybe? Um, there might be one in Iowa. Let's look. Looks let's like zoom in here. Looks like there's a couple that are possibly in Iowa and a couple that are possibly in Indiana. Ah, I stand I stand corrected. There are two in Iowa. It looks like yeah. there is six in Indiana. Six in Indiana. Almost Kentucky. Yeah. And, and also there's one in Wisconsin. The other yeah. five are actually in Rockford, like the Illinois area. Yeah, like there's not really all that many north of like North of Bloomington, Peoria, like Illinois, and I, right. I, I don't know about the Evansville, like the Indiana ones, if they're phasing them out there. The stuff near St. Louis, I'm sure, you know, it's all fine, and and Columbus, yeah. all that. Um, but like, I have no idea about Evansville. I have no idea about Iowa. But it seems like they were phasing it out in Rockford. Um, so I, like, I, I that's what I would do. I would just, I would just like one in the morning go drive to Rockford. And grab some fits and tea wraps mm-hmm. and bring them home. And then it turned out my local grocery store has little tabs, so I just get them here. Stop doing that. <laughs> so just stop doing well, that. Especially because well, they like I would mostly go for the sis. Like I go for fits and like oh I'll grab tea wraps while I'm here and uh, gooey butter cookies. That gooey butter cookies. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's it, it, all together it was good, but like they they're phasing out the fitzes. so it's one of the three things I was going to get out gone. And then also, like, it was already like an hour drive, so not necessarily, like, the, you know, worth going all the time. And then also now, nothing is open 24 hours, at least for the time being. Yeah. So it's, it's just shame. like... Because I'm usually just, like, up late at night, so it's, like, something to... Um, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I would swing by Walmart yeah. or whatever. Or, or I would drive an hour to Rockford. That's it. Those are your two, your two hobbies is just driving to different grocery stores. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Walmart, I'd walk around like the section. Oh, um, oh, yeah. No. Oh, have you not seen my shelf Blu-rays? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I cut out at that moment. I was like, the one. Oh. It, just, it was like just section. That was all it said. No, no, I thought you were. I thought you were like who DVDs, which is also now. That's the normal reaction. <laughs> which would have been fair, like you said. It would have fair reaction. Is just that was not it at all. That's what. That's what COVID. Every anytime I've talked about, oh yeah, I bought this on Blu-ray. COVID's always like, yeah, why though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get that. Oh, so okay. Like, it's, on, it's on streaming. I'm like, 
Yeah, you're right. I just I just picked up uh, a couple of Ryan Johnson movies. I picked up Looper and Brothers Bloom on Blu-ray to finish out. Now I have all Ryan Johnson movies. And I was doing that. Um, it started recommending me Knives Out, which I bought, but I had bought it for like 20 bucks and now it's 13. And uh, mm-hmm. Kobe is a big Ryan Johnson fan as well. So I told him, I'm like, hey, the Kobe Knives Out 13 bucks on Blu-ray right now. He's like, yeah, but isn't it on Prime? I was like, yeah, but it won't be forever. <laughs> like... What start on? Didn't that start on something else other than Prime? No, I think it started on Prime. I mean, it started in theaters, but I think Prime or st- a streaming service have it. Okay. Or maybe Hulu. I know. Hulu, Hulu and yeah. Prime are generally are the same deal a lot of the time. Because I was going to say, I saw it somewhere and I don't have Prime, so it's probably Hulu then. Possibly. No, it looks like so. Wikipedia says it was, it was added to Prime in June and out on Digital HD in February. So usually there's like a three month exclusive period where it's only available for purchase before it's on streaming. So maybe you saw it like at a friend's place. I don't know. No That's idea. I thought for sure I'd seen it somewhere, but whatever. This is now your knives out podcast. Hey, Congrats listen, everybody. I'll do a knives out podcast any day <laughs> of the week. Huh. Oh man. Well, Shall we? Shall we? Shall we get started? Welcome Between Two Birds, the R Cardinals official all cardinals podcast this is episode number two of season two i guess um that's what i am now calling i get it on the thing i was like i guess it's season two uh i am naim sneaky you might know me better as kuhan luke joining me as always it is mac hawk one of the hack how's it going hack i'm good how are you doing all right eating t-ravs while we're recording so i'm gonna like if you're talking i'm gonna be uh <laughs> It's all good. I'll, I'll uh, carry the podcast. It's okay. There was baseball. Baseball happened. Baseball did happen. In fact, so I, I don't know how quick we're going to get this turned around, but if we're lucky, today's own day. If we're lucky. Yes, if we're lucky. <laughs> it's a couple days. So if we're lucky, today is opening day. Yeah, if we're lucky. If we're lucky, you're listening to this right before Jack Flaherty's pitch. If we're lucky. Who knows? So... For all of you listening, happy opening day. <laughs> or Monday. <laughs> yeah, or happy or uh, Thursday, August 6th. <laughs> we we might we might be whole are you, are you, bas- are you basing I, I, it on are you basing it on the uh, twelve days after you sent me the file it took me to put it on <laughs> No, I didn't even. I didn't even think of that. I was just trying to pick the most random hold because I want to. If you're listening to this on Thursday, August sixth, getting ready to take on the Tigers here in St. Louis, it's about five fifteen Arizona time, which is seven fifteen St. Louis time for those of you listening in the Central Time. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to it on August sixth, happy August sixth. It's a great day. Tomorrow's Friday. You're, you've almost hit. Sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I feel like I had a thing that I was supposed to say now. Oh, right. Uh, 
there's there's baseball happened there's actual things to talk about there's like extra moves um and uh and uh as recording so we will we will peel back the card as of recording is the 22nd of july so we did uh see the cardinals play the royal what is i guess a spring training game According to the Bob, yes. Um, According to Bob, I, spring training. Also, like it seemed like that—that's what, the, like, I don't know, like Mike Shannon and and uh, John Rooney were kind of saying, like, yeah, it's, it's summer camp, but like, sort of spring training stats. I, it's very weird. I mean, the Bob gets yeah. its, get this data from MLB, so it's, it's, it's functionally it was a spring training game, right? Like a week or so of intra squad scrimmage camp. Um, or inter inter squad, um, which is because like you know, new like the Yankees, Mets, and the White Sox, like since they're in the same city, got to play other teams for a couple weeks, um, and you know, we didn't until so. Whatever. Which today was interesting for a number of reasons. Um, not to kind of you know completely pull ourselves off of the game. It was a pretty monumentous day for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think that while it is big news, they actually played baseball against a team that is not themselves. Um, what I think is bigger news, and I think is going to be a very divisive, you know, thing here. The Cardinals uh, released Brett Cecil. I, I honestly, and you're going from the first second. I was just waiting for you to get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just want me to lap playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Yes, so the police Brett Cecil uh, and uh, the city rejoiced. I don't think he <laughs> was in any way upset by that move. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Um, which, I mean, it was kind of an, a failed experiment, as they say. Not really an experiment, but it was kind of a failed contract, so to say. But what this does, and maybe I'm wrong, this does leave open a roster spot. Am I incorrect here? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Like, like a f- so 30, 30 man roster or 30 man roster? Yeah. Like the 40, I think at least the 40 man. And then Def- we definitely also, the 40 man, the 30 man. I'm yeah. not sure about. And that they put Breller on the IL. So right. we, which, there's some, which does have a 30 man spot there. Yeah. That's, that is a 30 man spot right there for sure. And so I think the question here now, although becomes, Brad Miller was Brad Miller on the 30 man before, or was Brad Miller? I think like, he has to be at, he has so much service time. Well, I thought I think he might've signed a minor league contract, right? Did Brad Miller mm-hmm. sign yeah. or did he, was he a trade? I thought part of the trade that we got somebody else and like the, the, the Dodgers, um, and Grani. Wasn't he a part of that? No, he was, he was, he was a, he was a contract. Oh, okay. Um, but well, he, but I don't, I don't. He actually, I don't think he was a minor league deal though. So he had, was a uh, league contract. So nonetheless, uh, to to not bury ourselves in the weeds of that, do the Cardinals rock the world and not do service time manipulation with Dylan Carlson now that there well, is so a spot I, I th- open? I thought I read somewhere, and I could be wrong because this might have just been like Otter. Something as a joke, but I thought I read somewhere that it's only six days that they have to leave Carlson in the minors, quote unquote, or whatever the taxi taxi squad in, in Springfield. Right. 
And I think at that point, there's there's virtually no downside to just leaving him in the taxi squad for six. And, you know, if it is six, then yeah, I think then it's done deal that he'll be down there. There's yeah. Or he won't, I don't think he'll even leave. I think he'll just be in a hotel room, start with bubble around him and just them saying, don't <laughs> leave the hotel room um, until our game's in. However, if that's not the rule. I, what what do we do with this with this spot that we have now we have now if opened? if that's not the rule I think it would kind of be wild to not bring him up like to like right. if, if the rule is still whatever two weeks or whatever I guess I don't know two weeks yeah two I don't know two weeks is a large part of the season now that to right. leave him down for you know two weeks is is just over a sixth of the season um, just I don't think would make would make sense uh, if. If it is six games, it would, he would only miss four division games. I don't even know. If it's six, I'm not even sure if it's six games or six days. And then you'd miss less because you would then it's, it's, miss. It's like four games. Yeah, that's that's. You might actually miss three because technically the season starts on the 23rd. Yeah, I think I think it, I think it would count from the 24th from the first team game played. So mm-hmm. he would miss the Pirates and the Twin Series, and then be available. Or, the Brewer series, but right. I'm having trouble finding uh, a source on this. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, he is going to be coming sooner rather than later. Uh, but the, I think the thing is, is that now there still is this spot and who do the Cardinals fill with it? And I think that's going to be interesting. There's a Interesting my, names my brain that come went out of this. Really to Jairo Munoz, and then I remembered that he walked away from the team, like literally yeah. just down. <laughs> I totally like. I, I was like, oh, it seems like a seems like Jairo or something. And I was like, oh no, that's right. Yeah. He just like you know f- fucked off to, to the Dominican and signed with the Red Sox. Yeah, so weird. I think so. I I had this um, kind of debate with my cousins earlier today about this um mostly because one of my cousins just does not understand um why like o'neill is like being a shot over O'Neal and bader are getting getting shots over like carlson and like some other people he for some reason has this very like then like big vendetta against uh vendetta against harrison bader which i don't really think makes much sense um but so we we're going back and forth about what would make the outfield and like what would you what would you make of it and my like or what you would do but left or right and i said competitively i think i am Lane thomas harrison bader dylan carlson and right and then but i think business-wise what we saw today who i'd have as my opening day start you know starting outfield with right o'neill and left there in center fowler and right and then once you know obviously carlson you know comes up, then obviously I think he naturally slumped into right field. Um, unless we're going to be really, really proud of this Mr. Fowler contract and tell him like, well, we're paying you the money, go play. Um, that I don't, I don't really foresee the Cardinals doing that, but I think that could be a, could be something. And the way this ties in, I think it is hard for me to think that that opening day spot that is now open with Brett Cecil, um, goes to anyone that is named Lane Thomas or Justin Williams or uh, any of these young guys that 
we lose a year of service time. Like, so I don't think Sosa gets it. I think all of those people will be in the taxi squad until that time is up. So, and then, then we'll start to see. So I will say it, it looks like according to uh, an ESPN article from Jeff Passan, the service time, the March agreement asks formula as A times 186 over B, where A is the number of days spent on the major league roster and B is the number of days in the season. Um, and since B is 66, it appears that players have to spend 61 of those 66 days on the active roster. So uh, yeah, whether it makes it five or six, um, mm-hmm. but it appears that uh, either five or six days, not games, days, have roster before. So... And, and at that point, it's a no-brainer. I mean, Carlson misses the first six days of the season, right? And uh, and is in the Milwaukee so, series. So this is where I now now you toss up. It's like, well, who is going to be that person in that spot? Who's going um, to fill that roster spot? Yeah, well, I mean, for yeah. a minor league do, deal. Like, do you put like 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 a like a Schrock or an Austin Dean out there? Like. Do you I'd say, I'd, Ravello I'd, out I'd there? Like, I mean, yeah, Ravello seems, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's, I would say somebody who has major league service time, right? And does Schrock have major league time? Not sure. I don't think, I think he does, which would, which I think would make it Ravello. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably Ravello, maybe Dean, but I would, I'd guess that it would be Ravello for a week before, before they can call Carl up. Um, yeah. Especially with the, the H. Yeah. The other name that I was even thinking of on that list was Nick, who is like Danny Mac has raved about him every time he's touched the field, um, which we don't get to see a lot of the workouts, but like he said that he's like never put together a bat. Like he, he, every time he's on the field, he raves about him. So I think like, I think once we have that six days or five, whatever it is passed, I think the roster is going to draft change based on these factors because they're just going to try to keep Thomas and all these other you know players for just one extra year. And there just happens to be what seems to be quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, cause, cause I mean, it's also, it's a three-man roster, right? So, right. um, so already, yeah, they already can carry a little bit more than, than they normally would. Um, do we have an official 30 man, so yes, because because well, did so Angel League time to do he got some, but not a lot. No, but I, what I'm saying is, like, you know, if if you're dropping Miller, you want to possibly, man. you know, just have like a infielder. Although, I don't know, they have well, no, because Wong is is out a little bit day to day. Wong, they said Wong's gonna be fine for Friday. That he had stiffness in his neck or something, and he just wanted gotcha. to be precautionary today. So that, that's I mean, a, that's yeah. A, then you have, I mean, you have Edmund who can fill any infield position. They don't really need to worry about that loss of Miller for a little bit. But yeah, I, I mean that 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 would be the one argument for some like Schrock or Sosa, right? Is that is that they yeah. can play all the infield positions as opposed to like Ravello who can only play in DH. Right. Um, so you'd, you'd have to wonder if it's. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have uh, so so if on the Cardinals under active, which I'm going to assume is the thirty man, a thirty man. Yeah, 
the we have Lamas, we have Tyler O'Neill, we have I mean, Bader, first of we have all, Fowler. First of all, Brett Cecil's still on this list, so I know, I know. So I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> taking I'm taking Cecil off of that. I'm taking, you know, no Miller off, but whoever Re- else, so Brad Re- Miller, Re- Miller, Ravello's, yeah. Ravello's already on this list, right? So it means you can't take right. So actually, so I mean, we have two spots, right? One Cecil spot one spot for the miller spot so i would although i don't know on the broadcast they were saying that the cardinals are gonna carry on the 30 man and he's not on this list so mm. i just although i the, think the, this the, is good to go off of the 30 man is like there are a couple extra players who can who aren't active but they're like emergency like if yadi comes down with covid not on wood um, if Yanni comes down with COVID, why do we uh, always use him as the example we just speak to? Because it's, it's Yanni or Molina. Like he's the first. He's he's the <laughs> team. Uh, if if Matt Weeders comes down with COVID, then he doesn't suit up, and Andrew Kisner does. Um, right. Is I think is, I think the way the thirty man roster works. It's obviously a little not not entirely clear. <laughs> um, right, but is clear is Ron Hell Ravello is on the active roster, whether that's the 25 man or 30 or the, sorry, the 26 man or the 30 man. Um, <clears throat> I can't really be positive, but, uh, but it means that Miller's spot and Cecil's spot are available to who knows. I mean, I would, I would see of, of the players available, Max Schrock is probably the best. Um, but if he doesn't have any major league service time, I don't know if they would, him up and 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 burn that time right away or if they would rather call up someone like sosa who has major league service time and they can be like all right well we're not burning any time with him he's he's not really that important to the future i do remember sosa playing last year yeah so i think so i think he has service time so i think so you'll see so so is a glove first infield right who like even if they burn Mm. a year of service time you know, he's not going to be worth much more than a couple million dollars at, at his peak. Uh, he had three games in 2018 and eight games last year. So he's, he is, I believe, exhausted his rookie status. No, he's still rookie status intact. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine playing Major League Baseball for different years and still being a rookie? Um, Austin D will probably find his way in if there's another, if there are two spots because he played 100 or he had 178 at bats last year. So, well, I mean, they could be around. Doesn't it have to be a pitcher? I don't think so. Like, I thought they like mandated it's got to be 13 pitches and 13 hitters or something like that. Like, I don't know. That's one of the I did. I did. I did count though. It is this is the 26 man, the active roster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the the other four guys are are who knows. I know I know Kisner was mentioned in the yeah. broadcast, which I assume I'm going to assume that uh, that Danny Mac and Ricky Horton had uh had information. But uh yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, now um, we can get to the actual game. Yeah, we get to the actual well, I mean if we want to talk about uh, yeah, I guess we talked about Miller C and then also Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks uh we happened like right after we recorded the last episode, yeah, has opted out sure. for the season. Uh honestly happy about it. Like I'm I'm glad he's opting out for the season. He he also had like it wasn't COVID, but he had he had something, right? Mm-hmm. He had like a knee he had like a knee thing or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, there was something that came up that like some, was something gonna delay up, the, the yeah. 
kill him anyway. And then also he was recovering from the Tommy John. So it's like, look, if he can take the full season off anyway, it's just, it's just better off. Let's give him the season off and, and not have him itch and, and have him come back next year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's um, full disclosure. They sound bad. I wish Alex, I mean, I'll ask to, but uh, I was like, would just been probably the same thing for Alex Reyes. Um, but to stick on the closer top, uh, and then KK Kim. Kim, yeah, KK Kim, uh, showed off today. What a guy! Oh, he really did. Yeah, that's that's true. He really <laughs> did. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's it's a great uh, transition into into talking about the game. So, uh, Kim was was announced as probably the closer question mark, uh, and uh, and that's what he did today. He came in in that ninth inning and shut down the ninth and it was dope looking looking swinging yeah i uh i Straight I, KKK. I will uh 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 backwards k backwards kk um yeah. <laughs> that is uh uh i would uh yeah i think he i don't know with with the way season is laid out like obviously he's not going to pitch every single game you know like even even if it would be such a situation, but because it's such a shortened season and because he is a guy who can start, like, I mean, he could end up picking up, you know, 50 innings this year, which is, uh, like a star workload this year. Um, yeah. And that is one of the nice things about, about, you know, the closer decision being between him and Carlos basically is, is what it seemed like it was, was one of them was going to close. Gonna- to start and who was who who was going to do which um and uh you know somebody mentioned like they wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this season kim is starting and right is in the bullpen or something like that and i wouldn't be surprised either um but uh although you know like it's said this last year and then right surprises then so um you know we'll see i'd be i'd be happy to be surprised again by Wayne right but uh as the years go on uh, <laughs> there's only so yeah. much you can do <laughs> The the good news is with Wainwright, he, while it's not like the probably the uh, the season everyone had, I think this does play into his advantage. Um, before oh, sure. like, he's, he's had to like hold it back a little bit because he needed to make sure he's healthy, and now we can kind of see what he does, knowing that he only has to pitch, you know, what is it? Power starts ten weeks, ten weeks, sixty by five. Yeah, so like. I don't. I think that plays into his hand. I think we'll see if he tries to dabble like up a little bit, what it does to him, or if he tries to keep you know build on the success he had last year and kind of stay the course. Um, I could even see, not on our fastballs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got another gear he can go. He just like, he's trying to like use more craftiness and and all that, but. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, even but like his, me, his fastball like, has topped out in his career at like ninety-two. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not. <laughs> so my 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 next point is uh, essentially, I wouldn't be surprised to see Martinez fall out of the rotation. Um, he's always kind of had his ups and downs as a starter. Like he's week he looks like he's you know a world beater, and the next week yeah. it's like you have no idea what's going through the guy's head. Um, I I I think it'll I mean, be interesting. It'll be, it'll be fascinating to see what kind of hook Mike Schilt has. Like you know, in a regular season, you can have a 
a week or two to see if they mm-hmm. figure it out. But like in a 60 game season, like does he have one bad start and you pull him from the rotation, you know, or does he have two, do you have to have two bad starts before you pull him or does he have to, you know, like it's, it, it's, it's very, it's a really, really, it'll be really interesting to see the management of this season. Cause I, I don't know. Like I have no idea what I would do. Like, especially like, especially when you're dealing with the actual personalities, right? Like playing a video game, it's whatever. You pull the guy out when he's yeah. bad. You put the guy back in when he's good. But like when you're dealing with actual, you have to talk to a guy. Like, is Carl as you know? If you if you pull him out of the rotation, is he gonna suck in the in the bullpen because now he's lost all the confidence? Right? Like, who knows? Right. Um. It's it's a, it's a very difficult thing. And uh, you know, I mean, and, and it's not not just Martinez, right? Like, I I know people. Some people brag on Martinez because of his permit. But like you know, if something something Michaelistic could happen with it could happen with. I mean, I I doubt it would happen to Wainwright. Um, like he could be if he gets put in the bullpen. Adam Wainwright has such like he's he's such a fierce competitor and team player at the same time that you and he will he will still thrive in the bullpen if he needs to. Right. But but I could imagine it, it breaking. You know, if 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 Jack Flaherty has two bets, right? It, it happens lots of starting pitchers. You have two bad starts. Do you yeah. pull him out of the rotation then, or do you say, "Well, he's Jack Flaherty; he'll be fine." The next start, can you can you risk that? You know, it's 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 a really really difficult question, and uh, I'm glad I'm not in that seat because 100 162 games is a lot more of uh, like you have a lot more leeway there than you do in 60. Yeah, and in a in a in like a not so much a decision, but maybe like a speed that is in the same vein, and this is something that. Full disclosure, I, I, because I'm in Arizona, I had to work most of So it was like on the TV behind me. So I was kind of in and out. Um, but from what I could tell, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, this is kind of something that I noticed, the, especially in the beginning of the game. Um, it seems like hitters are attacking. And it seems like, it seemed like there are more early swings. And I don't know if that's just a symptom of, oh, this is just an exhibition. Like, if I see something good, I'm going to take a swing. Or if that is a microcosm of me, um, or I guess maybe foreshadowing that maybe teams are going to be much more aggressive this year in strategy. Um, typically, it's that war of attrition that everybody knows that everybody kind of sits around. I, I was like a, a couple of things. So I was listening on the radio from sure they wasn't actually watching so um i I, you know i I didn't really notice that um but uh i i will say a couple things first of all the cardinals were a little more aggressive last year than they had been in previous years anyway Mm -hmm. um so i think i think that might be part of it i think also the 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 fact that it is an exhibition game it's it's a spring training game and then also the royals pitching was just so bad um that it's just like makes a lot more sense to attack early times especially because like how many did walk shit ton of batters today like it um yeah i don't know i i i think i'd have to i'd have to have a bigger sample than just the one game to see you know um right just like like especially because royals pitching was so bad today um yeah like that's that's not you don't want ever (laughs) um i'll bring me to a point with uh with carlson which uh which i noticed um did carlson play i thought carlson some play yeah no he had a he pinch hit and okay. then he played right yeah it's, it, it's not in the thing 
it's not in the thing. I don't know why, but I thought I had it at bat. And it's just not on the our Cardinals, like the, the bot. I don't know why the bot didn't put it in. Um, anyway, so yeah, with his, I think his first at bat, he came and uh, the count was one to two and he worked it to a walk, uh, which is like, it's that's very, like from a young batter, obviously Royals pitching was bad. They walked a lot of batters. I think, I think that pitcher in particular batters in a row. Um, so like, you know, who knows? To work a one-two count to a full count and then make that a walk uh, for for a young player like Dylan Carlson, who hasn't seen a lot of major league pitching, um, is is really encouraging. Although, again, calling the Royals pitching today major league pitching, wretch. So, I guess I, I guess we'll I guess we'll learn as we go in in this instance. But that is something that I've been thinking about a lot is how aggressive teams are going to play um, because they know people are going to say, oh yeah, every game means some now, but in reality, almost every inning means much more now. If you are, you know, just pissing away an inning, that becomes a real problem. Um, so but then that, again, on the other hand, you're, you're, you're saying they were more aggressive, but they went nine times. Right. So it's like, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's tough. It ten hits nine walks. Like it's, it's, I, I see what you're, I get what you're saying. Uh, and it's just like, it's, it's tough to draw a lot of conclusions from this, but I, I think the, like, I mean, the Cardinals have been more aggressive over the last, I didn't mean just like from, from like, from the Cardinals perspective, I meant from the Royals perspective. Like, yeah, but like, but again, the, the Royals are just bad and we're swinging at every, like we're watching, we're watching, watch, we saw two teams and, yeah. and one was bad has just, on Mabry as the hitting coach, uh, or assistant hitting coach. Yeah. He's not. He's not the hitting coach, but he is a coach on the team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the hitting coach is Terry Bradshaw, but one. Um, but uh, like you know, it's 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 tough to say from from a game sample with with only two teams uh, if being more aggressive or not. But you know, I it, it will be interesting to see if if that's, that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, DeYoung got a home run. Yeah. got a home run. Uh, DeYoung got three RBIs out of the cleanup spot today. Yeah. The there's a lot of people, you know, on my Twitter and everything that think he's kind of gonna have a breakout year. I mean, I don't think it's gonna shock anyone like that watches the Cardinals, but I think people are expecting, you know, bigger than what he's already done. Um, for them. I mean, um, the first sixty games of last year, he shredded. So, you know, in a in a six game season, it's it's just so like, will he have a breakout year? Maybe, and will that breakout year count? The think pieces on all the breakouts this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy yeah. for uh, for baseballers. But like, he yeah. was an all star uh, last year. It's, hard, it's it's not to call last year his breakout year. Like, he did have a bad second half, but he wasn't all. Yeah. He had a really, really good first half. He hit 30 home runs. Like he almost won a gold glove, right? He was he was like top three glove voting. Like I think 2019 was his breaker. But uh, but it would be it would be cool for him to have an even better year this year. But again, in 60 games, like what is that? <laughs> you know, what does that mean? It means almost nothing because yeah. you can get you again if you take the same size sample from last year's to games. He was great. He was really, really good in the first six games of last year. Yep. So, 
uh, shameless, shameless uh, plug. And uh, because I know everyone's going to freak out, everyone needs to remember Goldschmidt always starts slow. Gonna be, he's going to start slow. Just going to be a matter if you can condense that slow start into less like games or if it's just going to be slow the entire season. But when, that gotta, worries me. <laughs> you got to wonder, you got to wonder how much of that is, uh, uh, is the weather, right? Like how much of that is it's, you know, he's just not as good in April and how much of it is he starts slow, right? He might come out early. He might come out of the gate because it's July already. Um, you know, who knows? Yeah. By the way, also, but, I mean, uh, I Young was really good in the first for... 30 games of last year. His, his next 30 games were not nearly as but, he's only, but Goldschmidt's only had to deal with the weather for one year, <laughs> so like. Yeah, no, I mean, well, <laughs> he's only had to deal with with the weather in St. Louis, sure. Like, right. <laughs> in the, he didn't play all of the games in the first half of the season in Arizona either. Like, there were also games that were played in, you know, Chicago and, and games in, in Philadelphia yeah. and whatnot. So. <laughs> and also, I mean, like, yeah, how much how much of it is travel? How much of like having this condensed schedule with smaller, you know. Uh, uh, less less physical travel is going to impact play. I mean, it's it's all like it's up, up in the air. Yeah. All right. Did did you have other anything else you wanted to talk about from the game? Um, I can't think thing off the top of my head. Okay. If if you want to go back, change your in change your mind later. That's fine, but I, I have a good thought. I think I have a good little thought experiment for us. Go ahead. One player that you're worried about the short season, and one player that you're excited about the short season. Excited about Matt Carter. Um, okay. I'm I'm excited and hopeful, I guess, in in equal measure, right? Like I I'm hoping the shortens can really bring out like the best in Matt Carpenter. And and that he can really turn it on, and and not having to worry about, you know, extending it over a full, not extending it over 162 games, that he can sort of, maybe not vintage Carpenter, maybe not, you know, whatever was it three home runs that one year Carpenter, um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but potentially you know have have a really really strong season. Um, don't you give me your excited and while well, I think so excited for me. Um... I I'm very interested to see what O'Neill is if they if he truly is the person that they're going to give this like corner outfield spot do and say like it's yours if you can keep it like, like just remember Lane Thomas and all these other guys are hot on your tail like if they're giving him like the first not a first of like right right of refusal um but like the first person to get like an everyday shot in left field I think Tyler O'Neill is what what's most exciting to me because i think you're gonna very quickly how much faith they have in him um because like you said i think they're they're going to be forced to have shorter leashes so if it kind of lingers on and lingers on and he doesn't show that hitting potential that he's shown everywhere else he's gone then i think you're gonna how quickly they lose faith in that and then at the same time if he comes out and he just goes on a tear then i think I think you have an exciting outfield once Carlson arrives. You have O'Neill Bader Carlson out there. Um, sorry that I'm just assuming Dexter Fowler dies in all of these instances, but um, 
not no, dies. Not, not, not actually <laughs> dies. Not actually <laughs> dies, but, but you know, like, you just, I heard that too, you, and I was like, I'm like, listen, we know all the situation, like, <laughs> dies, we're saying metaphorically. <laughs> metaphorically dying, Dexter Fowler, he's put on the island that Colton Wong had to inhabit when Matheny was sure, like... I assume that that's what the plan is, is that once yeah. Carson comes up, he is going to slide into right field. And if unless Fowler is on a tear or Carlson sucks, then that's the plan. Um, so that so O'Neill is the guy I think right now, especially this that I'm most excited about. Obviously, Carlson is exciting and everything else. But as the people right, right. who are in the lineup are O'Neal. I mean, Carlson would also be exciting if it was a full season, right? Because that is the whole thing. We're talking like specifically in this shortened season. I think it's an, yeah, it's not experiment. Uh, worried about, so we're going to exclude Goldschmidt, I think. I think you should too, because we're say what we'd be worried about, right? That the slow yeah. start doesn't translate, you know, and that it becomes slow the whole time. I'd say worried about, we also already kind of mentioned. Martinez. So I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say my answer is actually Martinez. But since we already talked about it and and stated our worries that like you know he he is a guy who's in his head a lot it seems and like being in your head over 162 games you get a little bit more time than get out of your head. Being in your head over 60 games like if something goes wrong that could that could really screw him up for a month, which is half the season. Uh, so again, ignoring that as well. I would probably say Edmund, maybe like some like because it was expected to be sort of a super utility guy, and you know it's 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 a lot for the same reason of like if you, to to get like if you have like a of leeway of hey we need you to make sure like you're playing third base today you're playing second base tomorrow you're playing shortstop after that you're playing left field today after that like putting you everywhere and you got to sort of get in that headspace. And it can be a difficult space to get into. And we don't know, you know, we, we don't know Tommy Edmond as well as we know some of the other players. So we just we just don't know where he's going to be with that kind of thing of like being a guy that we count on because he wasn't really a guy we counted on last year. He has to fall into that role. But I was being a guy that's, that we're counting on to start pretty much every day, but also needing to wear, literally wear, you know, four different gloves of, you know, third base today maybe you're playing second base tomorrow maybe you're playing left field the day after that that you know right field the day after that like that that is a different sort of pressure on a player uh especially a, you know second year player like Edmund of like we expect you to play most days this year but we're not to tell you until the morning of what position you're playing so you right. know that, that, was, that was a thing that happened to um to Carpenter as well and I think you know Carpenter Carpenter dealt with it and Carpenter had a full to deal with it um, but of you know a significant amount of time of him like just not knowing what position he was going to be playing necessarily when he walked into spring training um so i i would i, I think that is something that that i would like to watch out for and and you know fledman thrive but that's definitely like a different and it's, it's it's a difficult situation to be in for any player and particularly with only having 60 games to deal with it like he's got a to it pretty much you know he, he doesn't have a month to get used to it he's got to get used to it right away and then and then perform at that level yeah what so I, I can see i can see the case for edmund um so for me I, I i this is the one that i kind of struggle with um especially after we say goldschmidt um purely like not even pure like i'm not worried about paul goldschmidt like he will figure it out and like i don't think that this is going to be that um 
that contract that people like look at and say like this was never worth it. Um, so like I'm just worried about him more so like the the expectations that are upon him and like knowing that from watching him so long that it's always like he kind of just has to get going and once he's going he's he's really really good. Um, so even more so like that's not so much worry. Um, the person that I like or the two people that I kind of think about are people who are younger and like seemingly have like a spot kind of locked in. Um, so I'll lead with the one that is like the true answer, which is Harrison Bader. Um, Bader, I think is very like, he's got to find something in the offense. His speed is great and his defense is great, but his speed does us no good offensively. If he's not getting on base and he's not able to use the wheels. Um, I'll tell you what, that, that is that is one to the DH is that Harrison Bader can bat ninth, which gives you the speed at the bottom of the lineup, but you're not necessarily as worried about his on base. Right. And like, I think he, I think he, for some reason, and I, and maybe I don't know Colton personally, I think he's going to have to take a, like a, a look in the mirror, like almost like Colton Wong did. Wong first showed up. He was just, he was swinging out of shoes. He hit yep. home runs and he kind of then like took a step back and like realized he didn't have to be that person or like, and he wasn't be that person for this team. I think Bader needs to do some of that. The reason I worry about him is that there is a clear person behind him that could take over the center field position. I think for so long, Bader has lived on being the center fielder and well, Carlson can play pretty much anywhere in the outfield. Play right and play center. He he's shown that he can play center well, um, and I don't think there are any problems. Saying like Bader, like it's great that we've got the speed here. Like we're definitely gonna use you finch running in the tenth inning, um, but like Carlson's our guy. Like we gotta have him out there, and if you're not gonna hit, like we may as well give you know playing Thomas got and right. So, right. I wouldn't be or shocked. Center. That's I, the I, one. Actually, that... I think is, isn't Lane Thomas probably a better center fielder than Carlson? I, either way, like you can either. I mean, either way, but that, yeah, that, like, that's beside the point. I, I agree, right? Yeah, with with somebody like Carlson slash Thomas breathing down his neck, um, mm-hmm. I gotta wonder if that that is a motivator for him to hit better, or if it is uh, a stressor and and sort of exacerbates the problem, which was not what we want at all. His his right. small sample size spring training o, o, uh, OBP was three. But small sample size, some training, right? Um, so, do you want my? Do you want to? Do you want to analyze that more, or do you want my hot? Take? No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with your points later. I think that, that that certainly does make a lot of sense. It is, it is somebody you know who we've been at for a little while, especially with how poorly he hit last year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember like when he was tearing up the minors. Everyone's like, "We need to call a beta. We need to call a beta." I was like, "He's not going to hit like that." Maybe. And he hit he hit yeah. well enough in 2018. He hit quite well in 2018, but then came back in 2019 and you know, absolutely like pretty much shat the bed on offense. His defense stable, like he's he's it's it is insane how good he is at defense. But, he's a uh, cheat code, yeah. Like that's, yeah, but in, no in a shortened yeah, but in a shortened season, absolutely like the offense probably matters a little bit more. And uh, and there. And, there will probably be people who say like, oh yeah, like Edmonds, like Edmonds, like that was like his whole thing was his defense. I was like, yeah, but Edmonds also hit like a ton of home runs. 
like Edmonds. Edmonds had yeah. Edmonds had crazy power. Yeah, yeah. Like he was he, like, yeah, like he was going to run into one every one once in a while. Like Bader, like that's yeah, not his game, even though he wants it to be. But I mean, Edmonds for his career hit two eighty four, like which is you know with an average of thirty two home runs. So. Like, even if Bader manages to to run in for home runs, which he could, um, he's still hitting like 205 last year. You know, like it's it's Edmonds. Edmonds had killer defense and also very good. Like Edmonds had elite defense and also a very good offense. Um, there's a reason he was in MVP conversations and also like you know a, a, a multiple all-star like he won silver slugger awards um the to simplify this as much as possible in in terms of the cardinals outfield whoever of o'neill and bader has truly learned to lay off like a slider yeah will, will be a major league outfielder yeah whichever set out first because like, o'neill is o'neill is a bat who needs to learn how to lay off the slider and bader is is a defense guy who needs to learn, learn to lay off the slider. In fact, I would like if if you're asking me between the two, which I'd rather have do that, I would rather have Bader do it because Bader's speed, Bader's outfield defense, like if he can if he can, you know, become a two sixty hitter, um the same the same strengths that he has for himself as a two sixty hitter, which O'Neill was a two sixty hitter last year, um mm-hmm. in in six games coincidentally like for his career as a 258 hitter and he's at 60 games in 2018 60 in 2019 um but like you know he's not as good on some other facets of the game if you if you take that batting average which needs to be higher for like it needs to be closer to you know 290 for o'neill but if you can give bay a 260 average then you know he's yeah you take it like he he locks himself in the lineup which is by the way what he did have in 2018 the 264 334 for you so who's your who's your hot take? So hot take, people are not going to like this. This is this is going to be the Astros thing. Um, so the Astros thing, completely different, scenario, but same thing. Like I'm just going to preface this with that. I understand people are going to are not going to like what I have to say. Um, yeah, I, I do not believe that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do not believe disclosure. I do not believe that this is going to happen. Throwing it out there now. So if anybody. Like, talk shit to me on reddit or wherever i don't think that this is going to happen i prom like i like i wouldn't say promise but like return yeah, of clear. underscore the hack on reddit he's at hack muff on twitter yep bring all the hate i understand and i don't believe it's going to happen because i believe in this person far more than to think that this would that he would allow this to happen however a lot a lot a lot of pressure like more so than I think any like young player has ever had from this organization, arguably. Jack Flaherty has a lot of pressure on him in this organization right now. He has been out of, I mean, out of just the second half of last year, he is now the ace. He is now the opening start day starter every year until he loses it. Like that. There's a lot of pressure riding on this guy right now. Now, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think anything. I think we're going to see regular old Jack Flaherty, like day in, day out. I think that's going to be, I think he's going to be fine. However, I think that if he doesn't have that same kind of season that he had towards the second of last season, 
you start to have some fans just a little bit more worried, like, okay, is this that little slump that everybody hits after the league? How quickly can he figure the league back out when this happens? And I think the problem with that is, is that if he comes out and maybe the league's figured out a couple things about him, there's no longer any time for him to correct those things this season. And right. you'll have to yeah, go and that, and entire off season thinking about it. Yeah, and I was sort of saying that earlier too, is, is is like, you know, if if Flaherty has two bad starts, like do you what what any any pitcher in the rotation, you know, like two bad starts is the equivalent now of a bad month. Right? And and a pitcher has a bad you think about taking him out of rotation. So like if Flaherty has two bad starts, do you take him out of the rotation? Like what does that do to a young pitcher's mindset? In, in this sort of shortened season, it's yeah, it's it's definitely really, really tough. And, and you know, I, I think he can live up to it. I mean, like he is he also has like a like a fire reality. Like he's got such a such a drive that uh, that I, I don't expect that to happen. But uh, that's that is why I have the, the disclaimer. <laughs> right, right. No, no, it is certainly a concern. I, I agree. It's it's it would it would be it's, it's you know, it's it's a potential nightmare scenario of like, you know, can kind of thing happens if he if he sort of falls apart like that not he doesn't even need to fall apart if it's if it's three not good starts like which which he had last year you know like everyone has bad starts like that's that's normal yep. but you know it's it's so it's got to be of a shorter leash this year and uh and that's actually you know that's that's if we're talking the real worry my worry is is shield right like <laughs> how does how does <laughs> like how more does manage matter this year than other years like how like what's gonna happen it's 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 really really to know it's really really hard to tell um so yeah i will now that i have this off my chest i'm worried about him but i will i will ride into the gates of hell behind jack flaherty like i oh, you, yeah yeah it, like I think that I think if there is one person that is like that, that I in a way that I just like he like the disclaimer said like I don't think this is gonna happen right and so I, I I'm almost not worried about it but my anxiety and everything revolves around well what happens if we don't have this mainstay that we are now like accustomed to um like every like point has their like oh like Scherzer day and like Strasmus and all this stuff like people have like right that's our day like when flaherty goes like we've got the joker memes ready to go like we've got all like the joker gifts and all that like we're like that's our guy and so i don't want that to happen and i don't want him to leave for la i don't care how much bookie bets begs i don't care how much money <laughs> Bookie will... bets will give you uh or mike trout um i will say uh <laughs> that he uh like so last year he had he had two june 25th july 2nd was uh four and two thirds seven runs four and two thirds four runs he also had june 8th and two thirds four runs like you know it's a kind of thing where like again you put together three bad starts you don't necessarily like that's not a rotation spot in a normal season you put together three bad starts in a 60 game season who knows you know and like three bad starts is truly meaningless not meaningless obviously but you know he he had a he had a game where he had two and two thirds and, and five earned runs uh early on in the 
year. And and obviously, you know, the, the seven runs in four and two thirds I mentioned, like like, but his ERA for the season was still two point seven five. He had an incredible year. He had a less one whip, like he had MVP votes, he had Cy Young votes, you know, because that kind of stuff just sort of falls away for a little while uh, after you're able to build more and more. But, you know, a single seven run game in a 60 game season. Now you look back at the season, and you're like, well, that he is, is above three or, mm-hmm. or you know, it, it, even even a single bad start. Like won't get him to the rotation. You know, Mike Mike uh, Shield isn't gonna say, "Well, you had a bad start in the rotation," but it does make you then go back and look at your season ERA potentially and see, well, you know, I had a worse season in a shorter span when I should have potentially should have had a better season, shorter span. Because if you're standings, you can, like you said with Wainwright, you could throw a little bit more gas, you can play a little bit less about, you know, throwing 200 innings because you don't have to throw 200 innings, which would Last year, through 192, you only got to throw 60 innings and put a little bit more into those 60 innings. Um, so I, I can certainly uh, some concern about like, you know, if if he doesn't throw better than he did last year, uh, will like you know even if he throws just as well, if he doesn't, like the 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 drive kind of goes both ways, right? He has the right. drive to be better than he was last year because he has less time to do it which means that he should be able to compress, like, for a pitcher especially, because he doesn't have to worry about throwing, you know, for for that ceiling. He has to worry about throwing for two months or two and a half or whatever. Um, he has a drive to do significantly better than he did. Um, so I can, yeah, I can imagine that not working out well if something something bad happens at all. Right. Um, well, yeah, well, anyway, like I said, go Jack, Jack Flaherty is the goat and he's going to pitch very well this year. Uh, sub, sub two ERA, sub one ERA from Jack Flaherty. He's going to have a, he's a <laughs> 0.68 ERA. Uh, <laughs> I, hope so. I hope so. I hope he has negative 69 ERA. <laughs> I hope he somehow scores uh, runs. No, on- yeah. To, to, to the point you're making too. I also think he's going to be fine. He's going to be, he's only going to be fine, but mm-hmm. there's definitely that thought in the back of your head of like, if something happens, you no, know, like what's going to happen. Um, but, uh, but I think, I think he's going to be okay. I think, I think check clarity will, will have a good season. Um, I think so too. Especially because like Wainwright's still in that dugout, man, you know, like Adam Wainwright is still there to, to, you know, as, as the veteran pitcher, um, Michaelis as well. To, to be like, hey, look, like, shipments, we move past it, we pitch the next game. Um, and, you know, coming from a guy like, right, you know, two-time World Series winner, really a one-time World Series winner, um, he's got two rings, but he didn't pitch in one of them. Um, but he's, you know, got the experience and he's got the drive. You clearly know he got that drive. It's 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 a real asset to have him and Yadier Molina, uh, you know, there to talk to the pitchers. Um, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna suck when they're gone. <laughs> uh, hopefully they stick around and coach yeah. something. I I just want both of you to do one more year because I think this is the end of both their contracts. And I think we need one. We need one more year. Well, wait, yeah, Wayno's Wayno's year to year. Um, and yeah. This, I think this was the end of Molina's this year. But I I I just I'd have to imagine the Cardinals would want to. I, I, it's tough, right? Like it's tough to to give guys like 
nostalgia contracts, you know? I, I will boil I'll boil it down to the if anybody if anybody on, if, sorry if anybody in our in our history in at least in recent history at least on the Cardinals deserves to have a one year like proper season goodbye tour it's it's Wayno and Yachty like even if like whatever happens happens this year but like it it's worth it to at least give them one year next year where fans can come to the ballpark and and give them their you know their proper sense no right and i was gonna say not even from a nostalgic contract angle i just think if you're the car you think all right how much money does the final week of the season next year bring in if yachty and wainwright are on like their last year of the contract um like that 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 weekend alone that last home weekend you'll people will go nuts and i think they'll like they'll do the whole thing where they sell it as like you can only get these games if you buy like a mini plan or something like something crazy like that um okay um but we're about at an hour um do you want to do one more thought experiment it's really quick and then we'll call it sure i mean sure listen i came with no preparation you here to have a list of thought experiments so no 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 i'm coming up with these on the fly (laughs) you should just be impressed (laughs) <laughs> okay, so there was a thing that came out today that the there's still talks about expanding the playoffs to 16 teams. Yes, which would be wild card three, three game round or three game round, five game round, seven round, seven game round. If you, I, I just have the standings from last year pulled up, so we don't just to have something to go off of. Who do you think would be, or not? I guess not. Who do you think? To you, if someone told you last year at, you know, on July 22nd, hey, next year there's going to be 16 teams. And you didn't know COVID, you didn't know shortened season, you didn't know anything, anything like that. Who would be the weirdest team that you would think would make it to the NL or ALCS? Oh, Jesus. The weird, uh, like weird. Like the one just like, like if somebody said, okay, maybe you don't even know like the 16. Part that you say, like next year, the, that team's in the playoffs. I mean, it, it would be somebody terrible, like the Tigers or the Orioles. Right. I so yeah, yeah. So I, like, I understand. Like, they had an yeah, insane yeah. turnaround. Yeah, I'm trying to understand, like, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's like, like <laughs> the, the, the answer is, I guess, you know, I guess the, yeah, the Baltimore have... Orioles who won 15 games last year, right? Like, right. or the Tigers, the Tigers won 47. Like, they were Tigers really bad last year. Right. So I think for me, like, it would be somebody like, hey, by the way, like, not even so much like Orioles or like Marlins or Tigers, because then I would just be like, you're high. Like, that that wouldn't be like, it wouldn't seem possible in my head. So I guess I in, mean, like, if we're going to add would. a qualifier, like, like, like anything, anything. There was there was there was that year the 2012 Red Sox were the worst team in the league and the 2013 Red Sox were the best team in the league. So like, I I could fully imagine you know something weird happening in the if you're, if you're asking me a year ago today something weird in the off season you know make a good deal firing the GM and made some good deals and snuck their way into the playoffs. I could buy that with any team any year. That's one of the great things about basically like. If, Probably next year the Cavaliers are going to be in the playoffs and LeBron didn't go back to the Cavs, I'd be like, you're high. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. But if you told me that even now, like, no, the, or- the or- 
Orioles and Tigers aren't going to be. But if you tell me now that next year the Orioles and or, and or Tigers are going to be in the playoffs, I'd be like, man, that's they must have done some and gotten in the playoffs. <laughs> so I I think for me it was like these one offs, like not anyone who's like really really bad, but these like teams that are just like you look at the end of the like end of the day, like you look at a team like the Angels or Mariners. Well, they ended up you know thirty games out of you know out of the West. Like how could they possibly pass the Astros? I think like. I think like people like the Padres, like Padres, Angels, Mariners, like all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, they're in the playoffs. They're like in the ALCS. Yeah, I Wild. don't know, but like any anybody anybody who's just sort of like average, like the Rangers and the Angels, and the Angels, they're a little bit below, right? But like if the A's had some bad breaks and the Rangers had some more good breaks, which they, they had some good breaks last year, like the Rangers had, a, I think actually at time last Rangers could potentially have been in the playoffs. Um, they were, they weren't like, they were, they were not out of the question. They were, they were a pretty good dark horse pick. Um, but like, uh, I could be wrong, but I remember them having like a, like a weirdly surprisingly good season halfway through last year. Um, but like, there, there's no team that's not an absolutely terrible team that couldn't be being in the playoffs. Like, that year, if you ask me, if you ask me on July 22nd of, of last year, assuming that every team had the exact same win percentage, do at the end of last year like if you told me that they're a 463 win percentage last year if you told me the reds were going to be in the playoffs last year at on july 22nd i would have been like oh okay that's weird but yeah i buy it like i don't know in in baseball because big cut out is that me or you okay oh i think i think it was probably me um but one of us <laughs> because of the yeah. In in baseball, because of the way the teams are constructed, uh, I just I I think that any team with like a you know over four four over four forty ish record at All Star break, absolutely I think I wouldn't be surprised to make the playoffs. Now again, last year at at the All Star break, will the Orioles make the playoffs this year? I would have been like, no, there's no possible way the Orioles or the Tigers will make the playoffs, right? But at the All Star break. Any team that was anywhere in the 500, absolutely, I wouldn't have been shocked if they made the playoffs. Like, surprised a little, so, maybe, you know, but like, I don't know. So, like, so I, so on July 22nd of last year, the, I guess, like, it'd be teams, like, it'd be like the Rockies. Like, at the end of the day, the Rockies ended up making up more ground. But at the, in July 22nd last year, the Rockies were in last place and they're 18, 18 and a half out of the division. The like, but then you get like go to like teams like Texas. Texas was just dead five hundred. That would make sense. Right. And I think like teams and then like, Toronto was like Toronto was almost at the at this point in last year. Toronto was almost as bad as Baltimore. Baltimore, you get it. Like they're trying to tank, but Toronto, it's like you've tanked already. Like you've got that. You've got Vlad Junior. You've got all these people. What's wrong? Right, but again, like it, with with the Blue Jays, right? Specifically, Blue Jays. If you ask me, on July twenty second last year with the Blue Jays, they had a terrible record, but they had all these young players who it's like, look, they just need their a little reasoning. And next year, like I would be surprised if the Blue Jays this year, you know, win the division. Um, Let's not get carried. <laughs> well, no, like I, I think they would. Will, right, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like I wouldn't be like, "Wow, the Blue Jays came out of nowhere." I'd just be like, "Yeah, man, Bobichette and uh, and Junior and and Kavan Biggio like really on and figured out how to hit major league pitching really, really well this year. Like, sh- crazier things have happened, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that I guess that was the thing though. Was like, who would have you not not believed? And I, the answer is no one. 
virtually no. Ask me at this time last year, who was gonna make like, somebody's gonna make the playoffs this year? Absolutely no. Based on the history of baseball, like based on not even the history, based on the last of baseball that I have followed. There's nobody that I'd be shocked that they'd be in the playoffs next year. Even the Orioles, even the Tigers. Like, again, if you ask now, are the Orioles Tigers going to make the playoffs? There's no chance in hell. No chance in hell. But this time last year, if you ask me if the Orioles or Tigers going to make the playoffs this coming, yeah, maybe. Like, I doubt it, but like, depending on what they do in the offseason, sure, that's possible. Yeah. So, last caveat. What if I took the trade deadline out of the equation? What if I said like, like the day of the trade deadline is when you had to pick? There was no like little last second deal for anybody crazy. Like, would then maybe there be a anything, or would it just okay, be no, still so, like, so, so, okay? Whatever. If you're saying if you're next, if you're saying this year, then then right. then there's a difference. But no, 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 no. no. I, I meant I meant like a Back to the Future situation, right? Somebody has a sports almanac and no happens and comes and tells you like the Blue Jays right. won the so, World so, Series. If if someone if Someone a year ago today, or whatever, at trade deadline last last year, and said the Blue Jays win the win the World Series in 2020. Right? If you're coming in 2019 and telling me it's going to happen in 2020, I will believe anybody. Like because anything wow. can happen in the off season, anything can happen in during the season, anything can happen in the in the like in the next trade deadline. There's so much time between you know August 1st or August 31st or whatever of 2019 and. October 31st of 2020. There's so many things that can happen in the meantime. Um, okay. So like, I, I appreciate that optimistic viewpoint. I, I will say that. Well, like, like, like I said, the Sox, the 2012 Red Sox were terrible. And the 2013 mm-hmm. Red Sox won the World Series. Right. And, and they were the best team in, in the league. They, the Red Sox and the Cardinals had the, had the two best, that were tied for the best record in the major leagues. Yep. And and they were and they were they were a 60 win team in in 2013 in 2012. So yeah, anything can happen between between the end of a bad season and the end of the next season. And the, the 2013 Red Sox had a lot of lucky breaks. They had a lot of lucky breaks, right? But that can happen to anybody. So like I would be like, yeah, no shit, you know? Like I wouldn't be like, yeah, of course the Blue Jays won, right? Like if you say if you said the Astros won, I would, you know. Again, back to the future situation. You go back to last October and tell me the next year. I'd be like, yeah, no shit, for sure. But if you go back and you tell me the the Blue Jays want to be like, oh, no shit. Oh, good for them. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, surprised. I kind of specifically like had to change the way you said no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. No shit. Yeah, yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, that's uh, right. Like, I, I feel like I feel like that's that's the way. I mean, like, even the Nat, if you if you told me at the All-Star break last year, the Nationals would win the World Series, that would be. Oh really? Ah, I didn't think they were that this year, but like, I it you know, and they did right. Like, but if you if if you, if I went back to 2018 hack right, how did the Nationals do in 2018? Not that good, right? Like, 82 and 80. They were Not a 500 yet. team. They were a 500 team in in 20, 2018, right? So if I told you in 2018 that this offseason the Nationals are going to lose Bryce Harper, or did they lose him? That, that was that offseason, right? This offseason the yeah. Nationals are going to lose Bryce Harper and then win the World Series. You wouldn't like that's what happened, you know. Like, <laughs> I know, no, I, I understand your point. I'm not disagreeing. And, and, and I, I, a fi- a 500 team, a 500 team lost their best player and then won, well, not the, whatever, their best, hitter, also not their best hitter, but whatever, the franchise player and then won the World Series, right? Like, you, you took my fun thought experience to like shit on the Mariners. And and just <laughs> and made it and made it a message. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I, uh, it's it's just 
that's one of the things I love about baseball. It honestly is, <laughs> is that any, anything can happen. The 2006 Cardinals were bad. They were a bad team. That team was barely over 500, yeah. and they won the World Series that year. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, anything can happen. That's what's amazing about baseball. Well, now that we, we've, we, we've read the fact that anything can happen, and we're, <laughs> we are on this crazy-ass season where anything can happen, I think we're good to go for opening day. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, it. hopefully it's before before uh, right now. Uh, maybe it's not. Who knows? Uh, are they going to the Clydesdales? I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I don't know if they're doing any of that. Yeah, I'm, I, I do. I, I they, they make Wainwright sing the national anthem. That would be that so dope. Response. That would be, be sick. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's such. A, he's a good singer. Um, yeah, he should. He, honestly, great. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if a when he retires, he goes on the Mass Singer, and b album. Like Barry Zito, Barry Zito was on the Mass Singer this last year. He finished like mm-hmm. fourth. Uh, and Trolla Deep was on the year before because he was injured, and he finished fourth as well. I don't remember if Zito finished fourth or not, but Barry Zito finished. I mean, he might have finished third actually. Um, the fact, the fact that he made it as far as he did on that show is just bullshit. The second he walked onto the stage, I could have told you that's Rob Gronkowski. Oh yeah, Gronk. Oh my God, he was he, first the, of all, he the was way he walks terrible. For not not even the first night he walks, but yes, sure. First of all, he was bad. Like he was bad. Oh, I, yeah. I I watched that show with my mom. Um, I I like that show. A fun show to watch. I watched with my mom every week. Uh, Rob Gronkowski was terrible. She was like, "Why is he still in this show?" Like the the fact that he made it past those first three weeks insane um and the, but then also the fact that it was none of the judges even said it until like two weeks before he got eliminated yeah no it was it was so good that he was wrong like the i mean they were dropped john cena it's like look we all know that john cena is too good for this show like john cena has too much of a career to be on this show he on this show has a currently thriving career and john cena is a movie star like <laughs> like that's just how it is man Everybody knows that the most successful person on this past season was Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne's not having like a career. Like, wasn't he like, first week? First week, yeah. But like, Lil Wayne's having a great career. Like, he's not at the top of his game right now, right? Like, uh, you meant most successful. Like, if I thought you meant like this, that. Oh season no, 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 of no. The show. I was like, no, no, no. I, was, like, I, I mean, I mean, outside. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, outside, outside of. Lil Wayne is the most successful person, I believe, who like currently who was on the show. Oh, Ninja, but like Ninjas doesn't count. Uh, last last two and season two. Um, yeah. but like, there's nobody, nobody like that is currently at the top of their game is going to be on the Masked Singer. What John fucking Cena? Tell me, you think it's John <laughs> Cena? Are you kidding? By the way, also I had the frog pegged super early. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I wish I, that. If it was John Cena, they need to get John Cena now, first of all. But it, when they do like unveil him, he is on there. I hope that they do song when he takes off the mask. It's John Cena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but also, there's no chance John Cena is going to be a singer on the show. He might be a guest <laughs> judge, though. He could definitely make it against, like, be a guest. That's what they did with Jamie Foxx, right? Like Jamie I just Fox. need that joke, yeah. But yeah, no, they do. They do it as a guest judge. All right, that's it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so uh, 
once once this season's over, we're gonna start messing our podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, that works for me. <laughs> which listen, I'm king, but I'm also not. Um, I I cannot. <laughs> uh, that's it for this episode of uh, Between Two Birds. You want to follow us on Twitter? I'm at Kuhan. A hack is at Hack Muff. Um, we go Twitter. So just like hit us up on the Reddit. We will post this every week on the subreddit. Subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, review us on iTunes. I guess that's a thing. Uh, it's set not. I don't. Is it? Is it really on iTunes? What? What's that? No. Is it? You, is this really on iTunes? Are we on iTunes? We should be. Yeah. Oh, dope. I, I thought we were just on on that one site. Sick. No, 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 no. That, yeah, that, oh. that, that is a personal page that I have that I then put the RSS feed everywhere. So we should be on iTunes. Well, then I'm going to be plugging the shit out of this. <laughs> uh, I'll, I, oh, no. Uh, well, yeah, Apple Podcasts. I don't, I don't know if I have Apple Podcasts on my computer. And I have, oh, no, I do have it. Okay. I'll take a look. Uh, they, they split it off. It used to be, it used to be iTunes has everything. Now it's Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Apple Movies, ah, okay. um, which is, you know, annoying to me because when I, I started, when I first got my iPod in 2005 or whatever, it was all in one thing. It was great. Uh, but not anymore. That's um, yeah, the whole thing. There are, there are other podcasts called Between Two Birds. Um, yeah, one of them is an Orioles podcast, which is... I haven't recorded years, so... Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't I don't see us when I search iTunes, but I'll double check. I'll make sure we get oh, yeah. on iTunes if we're not on there yet. Uh, so that's episode of Between Two Birds. We will see you next week with baseball. Not next week. Next time. In two weeks. Go unless baseball. We have unless we have something we really want to talk about. If we have something we really, really want to talk about, we might be like, hey, if, we're coming. If we trade Arenado, we will do an emergency podcast, we promise. <laughs> we, will we will definitely do an emergency podcast <laughs> if, if we trade for Arenado, yes. Uh, all right, we'll see you next time. Bye! Yeah.